This episode of Nomade Athlete Radio is brought to you by Four Sigmatic, a natural superfood company that specializes in mushroom-based drinks like coffee and elixirs that benefit your immunity, energy, and longevity. To learn more, visit foursigmatic.com slash no meat and use discount code no meat at checkout for 15% off your order. That's foursigmatic.com, F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com slash no meat and use code no meat to save 15%. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Me Athlete Radio. Matt, how long did, did you take uh, picking out your outfit today, this morning? <laughs> <laughs> well, that that was the least of the problem. What took a long time was the, uh, the, the primping and personal hygiene and all that sort of thing. <laughs> Nose hair trimming and oh, eyebrow yeah. plucking mm-hmm. and all those all those things. Yeah, you know the camera picks all that stuff up. <laughs> I know it sure does. <laughs> and uh, I've been working on my voice, doing some exercises. Oh, good. Okay. Actually, no, I'm I'm not very prepared. So what's happening for those who don't know, which is everyone, is uh, CNN is coming today to my house. Not exactly sure why. I still just don't quite understand what uh, is the is the real purpose. They wanted us to interview about. Uh, no meat athlete, plant-based diet sort of trend, right? I guess it's just sort of a popular thing that news people would do. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's just funny to me that, that it is newsworthy, but I guess that's because we just live in it all the time. So it, uh, it just seems like every day, but, uh, I'm excited about that. They're coming. And I found out this morning that I am out of coffee. So that wasn't a very good start. Oh no. And I also did not sleep well at all. I was up for like four hours in the middle of the night. Worried about this? No, not at all. Just, just. For some reason, not sleeping. I don't know if it's I'm still on jet lag or still jet lagged from the trip, but that was causing me to wake up a lot of times at around three thirty, four in the morning. Because, uh, you know, Spain time that would be like ten a.m. So that's why I was waking up. But uh, I haven't really shaken that yet. So just wow. not not in my not in my top form right now. But that's okay. Well, maybe this uh, maybe this conversation here will get your juices flowing. Your that. you know your voice going. <laughs> I thought get maybe you, wake you up, get you excited, have you smiling. You know, I think this is good. I think That's it's a good right. way to start uh, to jump in with the interview. It always is that, Doug. <laughs> That's why we do it. Well, I'm excited to uh, I'm excited to check this out and see what hear the story, hear what they have to what they have to ask you. Yeah, me too. I'm I, I'm sort of looking forward to, sort of not looking forward to. Seeing the, ed- I think this whole piece will be a minute and a half long, mm-hmm. and they sent me like you know twenty five questions that they may ask. So, it's I think that's just how it is with news. Yeah, things, right? you you just talk for hours and then, then it gets cut down to the little snippet, little soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, welcome back. Thank you. Welcome back to you. We're we are both back, right? Not from a trip necessarily, but from uh, from well a trip, but also from. Uh, our break. A little our, break, our, that's our, right. We're starting a new season of Nomad Athlete Radio. Season five, maybe? Something, something like that. I think it was maybe... It's loose, the season, yeah. the seasons that we do here. I uh, I did a little running, asking anything on, on Instagram last night, and um, and uh, a couple questions about when we were coming back with podcasts. People are excited. They're waiting. So oh, yeah? Good. Yeah. Good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Glad that people miss us when we're gone so anyway um one thing one way to jump back into to serious topics is that uh before we left we issued a summer challenge that's right which at least a few people have have actually done um our i i met up with our buddy steven who was on the podcast a few i guess a couple months ago now um 
he he met us in uh, in Valencia in Spain and hung out with my family for a couple of days. And he he was actually doing some uh, some summer challenge things himself. Oh, good. Um, yeah, and so that's at least one person who who has taken it. And and you and I both did our thing, so I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, I did both of mine. I don't know if you remember, but I had two. I, I forget what your second one was. No, I know the I know the bike ride. Yes, there was the bike ride, and there was to make progress on uh, finishing the office renovations. Ah, okay, good. So both done. Well, so the, now... it's not. It's progress has been made. <laughs> but I actually, you know, I, I I did something for the first time in six Great. months. So good. Good. Well, our summer challenge was, I think, it was inspired by a Gretchen Rubin thing. I don't remember the exact phrasing, but it was it was the idea that at the end of the summer, you could fill in the blank, and the blank that would be, this summer, I did blank, right? So you actually did some concrete, finite thing. Um, I guess making progress in the office would be considered a finite thing, but whatever. It doesn't matter. You did the uh, you did the bike ride. That was a, that's a, you know, thing had a beginning and end, and you did it in the summer. That's right. Yes. So, uh remind us what that was and then i want to know how it went yeah so the bike ride my my big kind of adventure for the summer um i wanted to push myself outside of my running comfort zone and do something that i've been talking about doing with a friend for a number of years now and that was to ride from uh boone where appalachian state is where we both went to college uh to black mountain along the blue ridge parkway and uh, which is the scenic parkway that runs from what Georgia, oh man, I don't know. Mm, I should ask Georgia to Virginia, something yeah, like that. I think it goes up into Virginia, yeah. Yeah, um, uh, but yeah. So the, there's it's like 110 miles. We decided to go from Boone Saloon, which was our favorite bar in mm-hmm. Boone, to Town Pump, which is our kind of local diet bar here in Black Mountain. Where and, your band uh, plays, right? Your band's like the where house the, band. Where our band plays, that's right. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't call it the house band, but you know where we, where our band. Uh, so both of us are in the, the band. Um, uh, you and this friend, not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and the friend who I went on the ride with, um, and we actually didn't know each other in Boone at all. Uh, but we both frequented this bar on Taco Tuesday, and we weren't there at the same. We were there for one year overlap. Wow. Um, so we likely were sitting next to each other many times right? Uh, and just didn't know it. So, there, you know, there was like this kind of connection to Boone Saloon and this kind of connection back to back to Town Pump. And we wanted to ride our bikes back, you know, from, from one to the other. And uh, it was way out of my comfort zone. And I realized about 30 <laughs> miles in that I, I had no idea what I got myself into um, uh, when my when my butt fell asleep and my arms were hurting and my neck was, you know, getting stiff. And I was like, oh, my gosh. We're only, you know, we're only a third, not even a third of the way into this. How far would you say it was total? 110 miles. Okay. And uh, with about, I think it was like 11 or 12,000 feet of elevation gain. Oh, gain? I would figure it'd be a big coast downhill from Boone to here. No, no, it was not at all. Because you, you got you to go from Boone, which is higher. It's like 3,000 3, something feet. Um, so about about 1,000 feet higher than Black Mountain. Um but you go from there to the top of grandfather, you know, to near the top of grandfather mountain. And then you have this long coast down, which was like super easy. We had done this, you know, this big climb for the first 20 miles. And then it was just kind of this rolling, but net downhill. But because it was rolling, you didn't realize it was net downhill. And you're just like cruising along. I was like, man, I could do this for, you know, I could do this for days. And then, (laughs) (laughs) and then you, uh, you, we got down to this little pass and there was this little sign that was like, you're now at, 
1,000 feet. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> How did we drop that far? Because, like, great beer, or grandfather was, you know, somewhere around 5,000. And um, I just had no idea that we dropped that far. And then, of course, we have to climb all the way back up to to uh, Mount Mitchell and the Craggies and, and all that. So then you're, you, then you spend basically 30 miles climbing for hmm. several thousand feet. So, um, yeah, no, it was, it was not, not downhill, or it was not all downhill from... Uh, from Boone, it was quite a bit of climbing, but it was really fun. It was, yeah. it took forever. It took uh, like eleven hours. Oh, um, but we took our time and we stopped and had lunch and did all that kind of stuff. Oh. So, mm-hmm. um, but it was it was an adventure, man. It was cool. That's cool. So, did you train for it? <laughs> uh, no, I got out for a couple of rides of about an hour in length. Okay. Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, I, I I'm not unfamiliar with the bike. I'm unfamiliar with long rides for sure, uh-huh. but you know, but I used to do a lot of commuting on the bike. I still get on the bike a couple times a week to ride into town. And you have a um, road bike? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And gotcha. and I've done you know lots of like one hour you know twelve mile, fifteen mile rides. Mm-hmm. Just not a nothing like this before. Cool. Well, you did it. Good. For I you. did it. Yeah. And so now are you going to uh, dive into cycling? That you need, need to well, it got me all excited, and uh, I was actually, you know, it, what got me excited was this—the prospect of like doing, like riding two runs, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like going, like riding twenty miles off to a trail somewhere, uh-huh. doing a run, and then kind of riding back, kind of doing this like more self-propelled, self-powered yep. adventures. Like that—that that got me like super excited thinking about. It. And then our colleague. <laughs> Matt Tolman uh, had a big bike accident this past weekend, and now I'm all freaked out to get back on the bike. Yeah, I know that is such a shame uh, for him. I feel horrible for him, but yeah. Uh, but man, I it's just like I don't know if it's me or like if it's just a coincidence. But I I feel like every single person I know, like it is inevitable if you get into road biking, you're going to have a major accident if you just do it long enough. Is that unfair yeah. to say? I mean, everyone I know has a car accident or a horrible crash, a hospitalization. I mean, it just, I don't know. I don't understand it. I'm not trying to bash road biking. I have nothing against road biking. It's just, I would be afraid to do it. And I don't like, my wife has a road bike and I don't like her doing it because I just always hear this. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know, I, I wouldn't have said that. I mean, I know plenty of people who haven't, but now, like, now that that has happened, um, Esther, you know, who does all kinds of support for Nomad Athlete, um, mm-hmm. She was telling that she had broken a bone, and then her her boyfriend had uh, gotten hit by a car and had a brain injury. And then Jerry, who uh, works over the compliment side of things, um, his dad just got hospitalized for a brain injury on a bike. And it's like all of a sudden, I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" I was like getting all excited about this sport. <laughs> now I'm getting all freaked out, you know. So I mean, that's not to say I'm not going to do it. I, absolutely, it's not going to keep me from doing it. Um, but it, and I don't want it to keep anybody else from doing it either. Uh, I think it's just a I super do. cool thing. But, <laughs> but it is, it is, it is kind of freaking me out a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Well, if you're gonna do it, then be careful. You and anyone else. Yeah. Like, be super, super careful. Anyway, good. Glad to hear that, Doug. Exciting. Yeah. So while I was doing that, you were uh, gallivanting around Spain. Yes. Globe trotting. Jet setting. <laughs> Uh, passport, passport, popping, popping, yeah. tapeando. That's the act of uh, going around having tapas. Mm-hmm. Vermuteando <laughs> is the act of going around drinking vermouth. 
No, I don't. I don't. I don't know either of those words. That's good. Yeah, they're just like they're words that they have for doing things. So, like that. Um, like I you, went, you just kind of asking, like, uh, do you want to go tapiando? Get a tapiando? Do I want to now? Is that what how you would use that use that word? You would say like quieres ir tapiando. Okay. And you want to go? I think that's my that's my thing. Or quieres tapear? I think you just say. Like, do you okay. Want to so you can use it as a verb. How interesting. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So anyway, um, did that and nothing really very little eventful. I think you or someone asked me what was the single most important or you know best memory of the trip, and like I didn't have one. There was no. We didn't do any sightseeing. We walked around and they, but nothing like of historical significance like we had done the first few times in some of these bigger cities. Um, so we just kind of we just kind of hung out. I think I said that seeing the Lion King in Spanish was my uh, the highlight <laughs> of the trip uh, because it was just it nicely summed up how our attitude was, which was that we weren't trying to like do a billion things. We just were hanging out, and uh, it was nice to make time for that. The kids enjoyed it, so just uh, it was it was really good, very relaxing, fun. Did some beach, did some eating and drinking, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, it was good. Just accomplished exactly what I wanted to. And that that was my summer thing. That was sort of the thing I was doing this summer was that trip. Everything was about planning for that and uh, making it happen. And we did. And now we're back. And uh, felt like a big success. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just, I love that type of travel where, I mean, I also, you know, I also like to sightsee and that kind of thing. But when you are familiar enough with the place or you just don't have an agenda and you can kind of spend a couple hours in a restaurant or at a cafe, you know with and not feel guilty about it because you didn't go to some museum or right check some box like that's just the best yes exactly so i actually did a good bit of running while i was there not not like every day or anything but i probably did four or five uh interval workouts and an easy run or two and uh felt like a something i've never done before in spain made time for that so that was that's also felt like progress in valencia the the uh there's a river that used to run through the town and or along the top of it and they totally diverted it to irrigate this huge garden that they have around there um it was like eight canals so now it, the whole riverbed is just dried up and it's this massive thing that just runs through the city uh it's like a park it's just like they turned it all into land so that was great to run in that's cool it was very cool so anyway um that was all good and kind of kind of goes into what we wanted to talk about today that's right because one of the big differences, and partly this was because it was Valencia, which I'd never been to before, and I think this that city just has this uh, vegan-friendly sort of vibe to it. Uh, not that Madrid and Barcelona, which is the other places we were, not that they don't have a vegan-friendly vibe, because they have plenty of stuff, being big, large cities. Um, but Valencia, it seemed like every hamburger place that we walked by, or every, every like, not just hamburger place, but burger place, uh, sandwich place, like lunch place, it seemed like there was a either vegan burger listed on their like chalkboard outside menu or often beyond burger sometimes it would be vegan burger was eight dollars or eight euro and beyond burger would be 12 euro so everyone had had beyond burger um Hmm. and also we several times like found like what we had done in in madrid in the past was just you know do happy cow and whatever and find vegan restaurants and go to them um for some of the time part of the fun also is kind of exploring and is trying to put together vegan food from a tapas menu or whatever um but somehow we just kept ending up at places where we didn't realize it was going to be like this but we would walk in the door and then it would be it'd be like you were in uh i don't know like, like a veggie grill have you been to a veggie grill before doug i have not okay well, probably a lot of our listeners have uh where it's just it's it's a whole lot of it's all vegan which is awesome but it's like total vegan junk food right all like fake meats everywhere mm-hmm. 
uh, I don't know if they do French fries, but lots of like fast foody kind of restaurants that basically was like mimicking an American fast food place, but vegan, uh, which is cool. And there's a few of those in the U.S. as well, and they're fun to go to now and then. But we just kept ending up in them when we were trying to like find vegan food and hope that there'd be some sort of Spanish version or, or vegan versions of Spanish food. Uh, and we just kept finding, and I started to get really frustrated. And eventually, I said, "I'm not eating another vegan burger." And because see, the kids were all into it; they, like, they just loved it. They didn't they didn't have any concept of like this isn't really a very authentic experience. It's sort of just eating this because it's vegan. And so I started to be like, "Man, I, I, this really makes me mad. I, I, I want to be like, I, I want to have to work to to get the food I want." You know what I mean? Like it, that's yeah. part of the fun for me is doing that. And I think not. I'm not unique. I think a lot of people have that enjoy that part of travel, like the little bit of challenge. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm not, not complaining. In, in one way, it was really nice and convenient to be able to get a good full meal. Um, but it also, like, it's our thinking started to even change. I could tell it with, with Aaron and the kids that it started to be like, well, let's, let's make sure we build in time to go to that place again because we know we can get a good filling meal there. And, and it was like we were starting to think of this as the health food, the place where you can go and get the burger and fries. Because mm-hmm. it's vegan and because your stomach gets full and you feel satisfied after it. So I don't know how. I mean, it, it was cool that it's everywhere. It was really neat to see Beyond Burger like popping up in Spain all over the place. It just says a lot about what's happening with, with veganism and um, the impact on veganism that, that companies like Beyond Meat and others are having. Um, which I think most people would argue is a good thing. But... We also have found it. You told me yesterday that Burger King now has it on all the menus already. Yeah, Is that true. Last day, I think it was the ninth or something. Last Friday, I think that they uh, they introduced the Impossible Burger, the Impossible Whopper. Okay, is Impossible not uh, not Beyond Meat? No, different? it's two. It's their competitors. Ah, okay. So I've never had an Impossible Burger. I don't think. I was thinking that that was the Beyond Burger at Burger King. I, you know, I don't think I have either. And I was I was talking to somebody about this the other day, and, and it's kind of a tangent, but I, I think that Impossible is the one that has gotten into, like, White Castle and Carl's Jr., mm-hmm. um, and so I, I wonder if they are going after the, like, mass-produced fast food right. market, and Beyond is going after the grocery store and, like, boutique restaurant right. market. Perhaps. Um, because they, I know that the, for this Whopper, they spent, you know, a ton of money trying to develop a version of the Whopper, you know, uh-huh. not, not just a, another patty, but like this has to, it has to cook in the same amount of time. Cause they use it in the same like little conveyor belt thing. Right. It has to, you know, fit the bun just right and taste just right. Um, so like they developed a Whopper, mm-hmm. you know, a plant-based Whopper and not, um, not just another patty. Yeah. So that is like, at first, it's like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Because I have I'm I have a road trip tomorrow, driving six or seven hours in the car up to this golf thing that I do each year. I need to go mm-hmm. defend my title. I actually won last year. So that was, <laughs> that's, it's been extra exciting for me this year and, and more, uh, more pressure to want to play well. Um, but anyway, I thought, well, that's amazing. That now, like, when I get hungry around lunchtime in Southern Virginia, your old stomping grounds where you grew up. Yep. Uh, which uh, it's just that that is like that's the hardest. It's like a food desert for me as far as trying to get vegan food. Uh, it's just what, Applebee's and stuff doesn't do it for you. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even consider those as stops on the road. I guess you could. <laughs> um, and I've, I've, I mean, now and then I've gone to those when I'm at a hotel and that's the only thing nearby and you figure out something. <laughs> but 
Yeah, I mean, just like for stopping, like like the only decent option is a subway in a gas station. And, mm-hmm. and I'm just talking about vegan food. Of course, there's plenty of other food if you're not vegan. Um, but now I was thinking, oh my God, like there's going to be a, a, an impossible burger, or I was thinking Beyond Burger, but a vegan burger in a Burger King in, you know, the parts of this, this, nothing against the whole state of Virginia, obviously, but like, <laughs> but, but this is, it's just, it's kind of the most rural part that I feel like I drive through on this trip. And I feel like I'm kind of very much out of my element. And if I were to go into like a gas station and say, hey, do you know where I can get some vegan food nearby? I, th- I have a feeling a lot of people would say, you know, what is that? Or like, you know, if you said you don't eat meat, they say, well, there's chicken over here. Or, you know, I just, I just, maybe that's unfair. But uh, it seems like I just can't believe now that so many people will drive through Burger King and see that there's a vegan burger on the menu. And we'll start to wonder what it is, understand what veganism is, and not to mention that when I drive through there, I can now get a get a vegan lunch. I know. I th- I I think that that um, I, <laughs> you might be being a little unfair to Southern Virginia, although <laughs> maybe not that unfair. <laughs> um, but like said, I'm not talking about the, everybody. I'm talking about the whole area. I'm just talking about there are pa- pockets yeah. where I drive through. It's just like there's just I just can't it's, imagine. It's rural out there. It's it's yeah. country for sure. Um, but no, I I think that like. So I, I'm conflicted, kind of like you are. Um, but generally speaking, I mean, I think it's it's amazing that there are suddenly now going to be, I mean, there have to be thousands of, of Burger King restaurants yeah, uh, in the U.S. And, you know, and every single one is going to be carrying this this vegan Whopper. And for the next couple of weeks anyway, they're probably going to be promoting it pretty heavily. Would yep. be my guess. I don't know that for yep. sure, but um, like that's just like that's that's absolutely amazing to me that that all these people will have access to that um, because right. even like right now, you know, you get them like Beyond Burgers. You can get they do Caramel Ingles now, but for a while it was just at Whole Foods, and you know, and, and now they're kind of branching out. But like, you just don't see those types of of burgers everywhere, um, and so now to have them in something like a Burger King is just. I mean, it's it's really incredible, in my opinion. Yeah, and I, that's actually, it's a good place for them because, like, I've recently noticed this about Beyond Burgers, that it's, they don't, when, when they're cooked, they come out, they don't taste like a great gourmet hamburger to me. Uh, they taste like a burger that's a little bit too well done, mm. and they taste just like it. So that's that's kind of, I think, what a... Whopper or a Big Mac is like, right? <laughs> it's a little bit a burger, a little bit too well done. Yeah, it's like it's not a it's not a burger that you would have on, on the grill or in a fancy right. restaurant. They pay fifteen bucks for it's it's a it's a little patty that is frozen and and then mm-hmm. and I have a feeling that that it will do a perfect job of replicating that. So I mean, just think how many people will see it as a new thing. Maybe they've heard about veganism somehow from Twitter or whatever. Never really considered trying, but but now that there is this food here that can be made for them just as fast and as cheaply, I think as the Whopper could, that they'll just try it. And then how many people will say, hey, that's actually not any different. I'm going to keep getting that because I think mm-hmm. it's healthier. Yeah. And then, you know, go on the path and who knows how many of them actually become vegan. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a huge, huge win. Huge win. Yeah. yeah. So, I, a couple uh, asterisks here. I think it is $1 more. Okay. Um, and if you just order the impossible whopper it comes with cheese and mayo or whatever their sauce is which is not vegan so you have to order it a vegan version okay so which you know whether or not southern virginia will know what a vegan version of the whopper is i'm not sure but (laughs) no cheese and then uh, i was told to get extra uh mustard and to replace the mayo yeah Yeah. okay well good to know 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, I don't know. I just think that, that that's super cool. The, you know, what, where I struggle with the whole thing, and, uh, you know, let me, let me say here that um, we have multiple times this summer gotten Beyond Burgers and sausages for grilling out on the mm-hmm. patio, and there's uh, a new restaurant in town that has like a huge burger menu with all kinds of different burgers, and then they have a vegan version of all of them. So, like, my favorite is this Royale with cheese, which is Beyond Burger and, you know, plant-based cheese and grilled onions and a plant-based uh, Thousand Island sauce, and it's just, I mean, it's so good. Um, <laughs> you know, like, I'm I'm a big fan of these indulgent plant-based burgers. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, we're introducing everybody to veganism here on, uh, through, through Burger King. And, um, I don't know if like meat or plant meat that tastes like real meat is the best way to, it's like the introduction, you know, like that, you know, that, that first, they say the first 30 seconds is the most important introduction that you can have <laughs> or whatever. Right. What, no, that's, that's not what they say, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> First impressions, you know, is that the first impression that we want to give? Well, here's the thing. And and I will also argue that it's a bad thing. I mean, I'm not sure which which side I come out on, but I I do think there are lots of downsides. I feel like any impression is better than no impression. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think at least we are giving an impression and it's going to taste good. And I think for the, the people we are talking about, the people who have not already dived into veganism and embraced it, uh, I think I think something that tastes good, very much like the other the alternative, mm-hmm. um, is probably a really good start, and then hopefully it will lead people down the path of like learning more about it and then finding healthier foods and eventually realizing that that those foods actually the the fake meats aren't the healthy part of veganism, and that kind of takes a backseat to the healthy stuff. Mm-hmm. Surely some people will have that exact path, and that will be good. Um, you know what what it will also do I think is. Uh... You know, somebody in, let's say, rural Virginia, southern Virginia, <laughs> you know, some teen out there who uh, listens to this podcast or watched Earthlings or whatever and wants to go wants to go vegan but doesn't feel like they can, like, now they at least have a meal that they can go, you know, with their friends yeah, to, right. you know, yep. and not feel like a total weirdo by ordering a salad with no chicken on it. Yeah, right. So many good things in that way that I... To me, I kind of see two downsides. One is I I do worry about like just the people who are already vegan. That and this isn't this this isn't just the Burger King thing. This is the idea of these the vegan meat options proliferating and they're everywhere. And you know it's it's not like it's not like anyone's saying hey let's let's put a stop to this and make this go away because it's not going away. It's just it's just gonna be more and more. You can imagine that we're not five or ten years from every single food just having a, a vegan exact substitute that's very, very similar. Um, you can you can just imagine, like I, I said myself, like I'm instead of being a little more thought out with my road trip, I'm just going to stop at Burger King because that seems like now a fun thing to do. And granted, it's the first time and I'm just wanting to try it, but I could see that becoming the thing I do every time I drive up here. Mm-hmm. And what I wonder is how many people that becomes their thing they do on a Saturday or even the thing that starts to become the convenient option you do for lunch instead of when you don't feel like going home and trying to cook something or going home and what we've said, like when there's nothing to make, you eat perhaps the healthiest meal you eat all week or all month 
right. which is where you make a smoothie and a salad or whatever, and you just don't eat that much, but you just eat healthy food and raw fruits and vegetables, and like that's what you mostly eat. Um, yeah, that's how a many good point. how many people have replaced that now with fries, a Coke, and a Beyond or an Impossible Burger, and say that that's just their their one thing, and they don't do it much, so it's okay. That's a good point. That's a really good point. How you know the oftentimes or the more convenient it is, the more likely we are to. Yeah, to, and that was for the, for the longest time. That was the thing about, and I wrote this twenty times on the blog in the early days, which was that like how that the inconvenience of this diet uh, is part of what makes it so great. It forces you to have to think. Uh, I, I think even Chipotle wasn't. I guess it was a thing, but we weren't thinking about it in the early days, and we were always planning out our food and making food ahead of time for road trips. Mm-hmm. And I said that is so inconvenient. But look at how I'm eating on this trip compared to how I otherwise would be eating. And same with travel. Same with everything else. Just same with when you're going, like you said, with the teen going out with their friends, like maybe a teen wouldn't be doing this, but like if I was going to be going out with my friends in the earlier days, uh, when there weren't vegan options at bars that were any good, it would be like nachos and nothing else, perhaps nachos with no cheese on them. Um, I would just eat food ahead of time, make a meal at home, make sure I eat. So even when everyone else is eating out at the bar, all I'm doing is having some drinks. I'm not getting the dinner at the bar. Now that's changed. So now you can get that. So I think this will add up to be a whole lot of situations in a given week or month where that that inconvenience factor is gone and with it is gone the the need to make this thing healthy make this diet healthy hmm. so that worries me a little bit not not for my own sake i mean I, I think i can control that and i think a lot most people listening to this probably can can see themselves moderating and doing a good job with it uh but you can imagine that a lot of people won't that it'll just sort of slide into unhealthy and that's that's not good um then again though you have to wonder like how many then does that keep them on the vegan diet because now now right. it's not so inconvenient and now they have these ways to do it yeah so that's that's one of the potential downsides the other one is the one that we talk about um most often with respect to fake meats and that is that like the the vegan diet Plant as a whole meats. what what did i say fake yeah well they are fake Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, we're redefining what meat—the term meat is. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't want to do that though. I, <laughs> meat, I think meat is still meat, and these are substitutes. Uh, anyway, um, the idea that like so when when a plant-based diet is studied in the future, in ten years or in twenty years, uh, or even sooner than that. And they look at empirical studies mm. and populations and how how people who are vegan or identify as vegan, how their health is comparing to those who don't. And 10 years ago, 15 years ago, um, I think it, I think that's gonna, that's way different. If you identified as vegan, you were pretty much eating healthy vegan food. You know, right. if you tried really hard, you could all the time go eat fake cheese. It wouldn't be very good at all 15 years ago. Um, and you could eat, you know, what you you could find whatever the frozen options were for the for these fake meats. Book burgers. Yeah, and you can find these. But like for the most part, they, those things weren't very good. So people didn't do it. People preferred to cook their own things because it was better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you just simply identified as vegan, then you were you were probably eating the healthier version of a vegan diet. Uh, and so it's quite easy to, to look, and that's that's how I think a lot of that's responsible for a lot of the growth of the plant based and vegan movements in the past ten years. Because people were starting to realize that this actually was really healthy. And it was this great alternative that that seemingly reduced odds of, of cancers and heart disease and things like that. So all that great. Now there's this huge confusion. If you just call yourself vegan, um, 
that doesn't really imply anything about health anymore. It, it just says you don't eat animal products, but you could eat all the Beyond Burgers and Impossible Burgers you wanted uh, and still be vegan and all the junk. And th- those are just two examples of all the other junk food that is now available uh, that you and I eat from time to time. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some people eat more of and, and even we aren't perhaps quite as healthy as we would be if those things weren't, weren't options. So... Oh, without a doubt. So yeah. anyway, Ray Cornice, who we've had on the podcast a bunch of times, he's the one who introduced me to this idea. Uh, he has pointed, but he's done a lot of like nutrition studies and food trend studies like through history. He's just kind of a book nerd guy and he just reads that sort of stuff. And he talks about like the temperance movement and several other movements that um, kind of had an ideological basis to them and it was actually growing, but they that those always burn out when, when sort of the tide shifts a little bit in terms of people's mindset. Um, so the idea that like we're doing something that's good for animals good for the environment. Hopefully that would be enough to kind of keep the vegan movement growing, whether it's in its healthy form or not. Um, because aside from the health, we all, most of us, I think listening to this, want it to grow even if it's not in its healthiest form, right? Because we want those other things to happen. Right. Um, but his argument is that it won't. He said it won't for that. It will only do it because people are kind of, you know, they, they want it's what's in it for me. And if it's, if it's going to make me healthy in the long term, then I will do it. But those other things are secondary to that. So that's how, unfortunately, how most people are. And I think if it if it starts coming out that vegan isn't healthier, actually, than the alternative, um, you're going to start to see people moving away from it and saying, well, why am I doing this if it's not healthier? After all, I'll just go back to what I was doing before. So yeah. that's the concern. Well, the whole food plant-based movement is like the solution, right? That if, if you identifying that as something different from vegan, then, and that's what's studied as compared to the vegan diet, which includes all this junk food, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully that hopefully then you know research studies things like that will show that people who eat whole food plant based, um, you know, truly are living longer and and getting all these benefits. But uh, I, I don't know that that's that needs a better name. We need a better name for whole food plant based because that's sort of a it's already kind of vague to me. Yeah, well, a lot of people don't get it, I guess. Right. right. Um, even though it's in some ways more distrip- dis- descriptive than vegan. Yeah, it is. Plant- I guess plant-based is just kind of ambiguous. It just it could mean yeah. a lot of things. Yeah. No, I, you know, I think that that is, uh, that is a real concern. You know, I mean, I think that like the, the, the health studies I think is, is, is totally valid. You know, I will say that I, th- I think that as more and more, I hope that as more and more science comes out, um, about the effects of, animal agriculture on climate change that it will become also more of a personal thing for people um like you if know, people so care I, about that well i mean i think they, i think we're gonna have to start caring about that once our <laughs> once i think our it might be mandated that we care about it i think i think maybe eventually governments will step in and we won't be allowed not to not to care about it. <laughs> i think so, really, i think we'll have to i mean uh-huh. there might be new food, food laws and things like that well, I hope so. Um, or, or taxes or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and, and so and like so, so that's one thing. And then the other thing that I that I hope will happen and that I think will probably happen as this technology continues to develop, my guess is that these foods are just going to get cheaper and cheaper. Right now, you know, you're paying a little bit more for that Whopper. You're paying, um, you know, I think it's a dollar add-on for the Beyond Burger over the regular burgers at this rest- new restaurant. Shout out Native Kitchen or North Fork Kitchen. Um <laughs> Not native kitchen. Native kitchen's a competitor, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you, uh, you know, I mean, as 
like right now there's a little bit of an add-on but i think my guess is that those fuels will just get cheaper as the technology gets better and um and they become you know more companies more competitors and so you know maybe maybe cheaper than than the animal based versions right that's what i'm talking about yeah Yeah. like it, it might be that that it's actually you know when you talk about the this is better for me personally thing like it might be that yeah you know you can get frozen frozen burgers that taste pretty good and you know, that are actually cheaper than, you know, burgers that you would get at the grocery store. Yeah. And that, and that would be actually, I hope that happens because that would be, that would be a way that avoiding kind of government laws and taxes on things that are bad for the environment, which I'm, I'm a little bit less than you, uh, you <laughs> to have government taxes and laws and things. Um, <laughs> but I like that. Like, so yes, if, if a pound of hamburger meat costs so much more to make because of all the water and all the other resources that go into it, Mm-hmm. than a pound of, of fake substitute meat, then it would naturally be cheaper. Economic forces would push it to be cheaper, and then we'd have that incentive to buy it. So I, I hope that sort of thing happens. And it yeah. seems like it will. Yeah. Well, should we take a second to thank our sponsor before we continue on? We should. And then I don't have too much left after that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't either. We should have taken a minute a few, a few minutes ago. <laughs> All right, well, let's do it. Uh, this episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by Four Sigmatic, a natural superfood company that specializes in mushroom-based drinks like coffee and elixirs that benefit our immunity, energy, and longevity and help us live healthier, more enhanced lives. Four Sigmatic was founded by a group of Finnish fun guys. Fun guys. <laughs> I feel like we have to say it. <laughs> aiming to popularize functional mushrooms and adaptogens by incorporating them in mainstream products like coffee, tea, and cacao. That's coffee I have today. Remember I said I was out of coffee today? I have mushroom coffee. Oh, there you go. I need to go make some of that as soon as we're done before CNN gets here. Perfect. For example, there's one of our favorites, the mushroom coffee with lion's mane, <laughs> made with a blend of 100% organic Arabica coffee and lion's mane mushrooms. Matt, Why? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you. Okay. I'm going to stop you in. Uh, I'm going to tell you about my new favorite Sunday treat. Okay. Speaking of... Uh, I don't even know if, like, no, this is speaking of, like, treats for myself on, on Sunday morning. Like, we've been trying to carve out, now that we're home for a while after a busy summer, we're trying to carve out really lazy mornings where, as a family, we do something fun, but inside, you know, just, like, in the house. And so we've been making big breakfasts. Eliza's, like, super into pancakes. So we're making big pancake breakfasts. And I have been making, for Katie and I, uh, Four Sigmatic Mushroom Cacao Mix um, Lattes. Ah. With a little bit of coffee, the cacao mix, and um, frothing up some some almond milk, and it is like, oh man, it's good. It's I it's like a real it, treat. Yeah, and it doesn't yeah. taste mushroomy at all, huh? No, not at all. It's like just it's like a little bit of chocolate, a little bit of coffee, a little bit of almond milk, and uh, it's good, man. And also, Doug, the lion's mane mushrooms promote promote productivity, focus, and creativity that balances out the stimulation from the coffee which I can imagine would just help with those lazy Sunday mornings. Yeah, absolutely. To learn more, visit foursigmatic.com slash no meat and use discount code no meat at checkout for 15% off your order. That's foursigmatic.com and use code no meat to save 15%. All right. Okay. Any last thoughts, Doug, about the fake meat movement? I, you know, I, I, like, well, I guess, like, are you, would you say... It's a positive thing or a negative thing? <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it's positive. I'm just worried about it. I think the positives I really, really outweigh those negatives. But there's potential for just so many people to try this diet and say, hey, this is not that weird, and I'm going to keep doing it or do more of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, hope, I just hope that it outweighs the other stuff. 
Well, okay. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it does concern me too. Without a doubt, it concerns me too. But I am, I am, I think, fully on board. Yeah. Um, and, and here's why. Because I think that what's going to happen is that a lot of people are never going to go vegan, right? That's just, mm-hmm. like, people are just never, like, you know, certain people are just never going to go vegan. But the more we can normalize these types of things, when someone does go to Burger King or does go to a restaurant and wants a burger, mm-hmm. um, the more likely they are to choose one of these options versus versus an animal product. And that, you know, in in general, even if people aren't going vegan, there will be less meat consumed. There will be more arguably healthier options being consumed. And we'll just be normalizing, um, you know, this kind of this type of food that is better for the planet and is better for our health and is better for the animals. Yeah, I think that's right. I think I think that's I think you're right about that. It's not about people going vegan. Um, certainly there will be some like we talked about, but I think I think you're right. That it is it is the people who I don't know, three nights a week start eating a Beyond Burger for dinner instead of the meat they were going to have. Right. Like, and if that was a lot of people, you're talking about a, that's a massive amount of change. And I know some vegans don't like that. They want it to be either all vegan or nothing or whatever. Uh, I, I am not in that camp at all. I think, I think any little bit you can get is great. And that that's where the potential, you know, lever is more than getting people to go vegan. Because I don't think, like you said, I don't think that many people are going to do it. Um, so yeah, so that, that's actually interesting because then what if, what if, the other side, the, the part that I worry about, but what if what if people s- start not viewing vegan as that healthy anymore? Because it just starts including all these products that really aren't that healthy, and the the movement of hardcore strong vegans. What if it kind of does dwindle or not die out, but you know, stop having the progress it's had? Um, because people say, wait a minute, all this stuff we thought was healthy actually isn't. Look, vegan isn't isn't leading to health benefits, um, and then veganism as a movement starts to dwindle. But now the whole rest of the population, the other 97% of the population, is eating half the amount of meat they were. That that actually seems like a giant win as far as mm. number of animals getting hurt. Yeah. Right? That's or interesting. Kill, say. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, right. I mean, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, you know, I just don't think... I don't think the V moon's going to die. I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> I just I have more faith in us than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, <laughs> you know, and and I think I, that like as as these things grow, I think that the whole food plant based movement is gonna grow. You know, like it'll just get it might get nichier and nichier in some ways, but um, you know, I, I think that I think that that there will be there will be so many people who are still arguing for you know whole plant foods as the healthiest mm-hmm. you know way diet. Um, yeah. And and so I don't think that that's going to die. And so if we can get the other ninety seven percent to eat less meat, like that just seems like a huge win. Yep, I think that is accurate. I like that. Seems like a good conclusion, Doug. I'm somewhat happier about these these fake meats now because of this. And I, for one, I was going to do it on the day that it came out because I wanted like to support Burger right. King, right. you know. But I didn't. I didn't make it out there. <laughs> but I, for one, am going to am going to go to Burger King and get an Impossible Whopper. Soon. Yeah, everyone should. I think. I think yeah. it's a good idea. Try it out, yeah. and you know, I mean, like if if the first quarter the Impossible Walker, Whopper does really well for Burger King, like that that'll just send send signals to everyone else that <laughs> definitely they should do it. Good. 
All right, so I have a I have a new game, Matt. Okay, what is it? It's called Things Matt Likely Missed. <laughs> I like this. Um, and so, <laughs> so these are things that uh, showed up in my in in my news feed or uh, Twitter feed um, while you were gone. And uh, I think we could do this every couple of weeks because uh, you know I think that they probably miss things whether you're in right. Spain I don't need to go on. Yeah, I miss it anyway. <laughs> but you might you might know some of these. Um, okay. But but we'll see. All right, this one uh, isn't vegan related, but I think it was funny. Who who? What popular running shoe brand? What popular running shoe brand was uh, Bill Clinton seen walking in recently? Uh, I have no idea. Seems like a Brooks guy. Brooks Hoka's. He was wearing these huge oh, pair yeah. of Hoka's. Yeah, <laughs> not, not in running clothes or anything like that. He's just <laughs> wearing these huge Hoka's, which I got a kick out of. And it's <laughs> funny. And uh, yeah, okay. Um, uh, which, who's the latest megastar to promote the plant-based diet? And uh, there is an asterisk here. They have promoted it before, but it received a bunch of news again this week. Oh, I have no idea. Beyonce. Oh, I figured she was already in. Well, she she'd kind of gone in, but it was uh, all over like the Today Show and stuff this week because she apparently announced that she went vegan to train for Coachella last year and... Um, and uh, and then actually, you know, funny enough, her intro intro to the green print, which we mm-hmm. did a podcast on, uh, was part of that whole news series. Oh, okay. So she Good. said, "We all have a responsibility to go vegan." Interesting that she's doing it to train for something. That's kind of it's like an athlete. Yeah, exactly. Cool. All right. Uh, which was the latest state to ban the word "burger" from being from products without meat? Does that make sense? Yep. Uh, sounds like a Texas kind of move. Not Texas, but close. Arkansas. Ah, okay. And two others have done the same. Missouri not Virginia, and Mississippi. Not the Commonwealth? Not the Commonwealth. Com- <laughs> Arkansas, Missouri, and Mississippi have all passed legislation to ban the word burger. Wow. I didn't know that was happening. Isn't that crazy? Like, I think that that's a kind of a, like, that's going to be the pushback that, like, derails things. So, like, if your name is Beyond Burger, can you have that on the... We'll have to make it one word now, like almond milk and coconut milk. or have to be one word on milk packages so that they don't say milk. Oh, is that I mean, how they get around I, it? I mean, that's that. I know you're not allowed to have milk separate from another word in certain contexts now. So that seems like it would be one way to get around it. Okay. Or to spell it with like an e, or like put an umlaut over it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cheese okay. product. All right. So um, all right. So one for three. There's two Arkansas more. Arkansas and Texas are the same though, so I, I won that one. <laughs> they are pretty much the same. All right. All right. This is along the theme of the conversation we had today. This restaurant is introducing Beyond Meatballs to their menu in 685 locations. Not meatballs? Beyond Meatballs. Oh, Beyond Meatballs. Ooh. Uh, Olive Who serves Garden. meatballs? Olive Garden? No. Carabas. It's a fast food restaurant. Oh. Subway. Yeah. All right. Way to go. Yeah, so they're testing it out in 685 locations. Might go nationwide. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, you could write another post about it, like your Subway's vegan subs. I know, I know. I had the same thought. They were <laughs> testing the like vegan subs, like, what was that, maybe 10 years ago? Yeah. And, no, uh, probably five. Seven. five. Seven years ago. Went out and tested them all out, and mm-hmm. I was thinking that would go nationwide. I was like, man, we're going to be on it. They were like one <laughs> of five locations that is testing this, right. and when they go nationwide, we're going to be like blowing up. That looks like then, you got a lot of search traffic. Somehow. Did it? Yeah, for a long time. Um, well, probably not anymore. Because they never, no, they never you may, did. You may have been a cause of this meatball thing. 
<laughs> maybe maybe well, that's, that's actually i mean you forget you start talking about beyond burgers you forget how often how other how many other meat places there are you can put beyond meat into mm-hmm. and that's great yeah all right and final finally and i think you might know this one all right um, one. who released last week a very important climate change report stating that more plant-centered a, a, a more plant-centered diet would help reduce the cause of climate change how would i know that one doug <laughs> because because it was talked about on slack oh. uh, al gore no this is a this is what well, right, the un the un just released ah. a big climate their big climate change report and uh it talked a lot about plant-centered diet good I'm glad to hear that so i missed all of them <laughs> you did miss all of them. I do wonder how many I'd have gotten if I had not been traveling. I don't think maybe maybe one or two. I I don't think most of those would have hit my radar. Well, good. But, what do you think? Should we do more games? Totally, I love games. I think we keep up games. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, well, Matt. Good luck with CNN, and we'll uh, thank you. We'll talk. We'll see everybody next week. Yes, good to be back. Thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, looking forward to next episode and the next and the next. That's right. All right. <laughs> bye. Okay, bye.